Praise the Lord. Happy Father's Day to all of our great men of God here this morning. If you're here this morning, we want to say thank you for being here to celebrate this day. But most of all, we want to say happy Father's Day to our Heavenly Father in Heaven. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a praise for that? So as everybody's getting ready to be seated, we're getting ready to put our frame of our minds and our hearts in ready to be bringing worship to our Father in Heaven. We ought to be ready to come in, like we talked about before, you know, entering into this, into these, into the sanctuary uh, with with thankful hearts. Because you know what, we have a lot to be thankful for, and we have a lot to praise God for, don't we? So let's let's enter in, ready to give God praise. Ready to worship Him. The Bible says when we worship Him, we're to worship Him how? In spirit and in truth. And so how many are ready to worship your Heavenly Father this morning? And to give Him all the praise. Yes, give Him a hand. I do want to just say a quick announcement this morning as well that for the men who are here, um, and then you, I'll send some texts and messages out later. But this coming Wednesday, for the men who are here, please remember this, that this coming Wednesday at 6.30 here at the church, we're going to come together as men of God, and we're going to pray over our local church. We're going to pray for our uh, family that's in this church, and for any other prayer requests that are out there, we're going to lift them up. I believe God honors the prayer of a righteous man. Because the word of God says that his ears is open and he hears our cries and he will answer if we just pray out together by faith. And so it is good to see everybody this morning. We are a little bit, uh, uh, some attendance people's out with their dads or I know my wife went to see her dad and cook for him today. So if you have a dad that's living, spend time with him as much as you can. Love them, honor them. That's what the Bible says to do, right? Amen. And uh, the ones that are in heaven, which is like my case with my dad, I'll think about my dad a lot, but I know that he's in a lot better place than I am right now uh, with his heavenly father. But we thank you for being here, and we're going to get ready to put our praise on this morning. How many are really, really ready to praise God this morning? If you are, Let's stand up and let's give God all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How many knows that God is faithful? Amen. He is forever and his word never changes. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say he's faithful. Amen. Thanks to the Lord. Right there. Thanks to the Lord, our God and King, His love endures forever. Oh, His good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise.
He's never changed. And you are forever faithful. Amen. Can you give the Lord a hand? Hallelujah. Lord, we just love you this morning. Hallelujah. How many's got something to thank the Lord for? Amen. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, thank the Lord. And I want you to clap because this one's going to be a little fast for us. We're going to see if we can keep up with it this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, I thank God. Amen. You got something to thank the Lord for? Amen. Hallelujah. Wandering into the night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this back of bones. Listen, but I tried with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. Just when I ran out of road, I met a man I did not know, and he told me that I was not alone. You picked me up, turned me around, you placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because he healed my heart, he changed my
Lord, we love you this morning. We just raise a hallelujah in your presence today. Hallelujah. We've got so much to be thankful for. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just praise you. Hallelujah. I'll raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I'll raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I'll raise a
Hallelujah, church. Let's give the Lord a big hand this morning. Come on, let's let's give the Lord a big hand this morning. Father, we love you this morning. Happy Father's Day, Lord. Happy Father's Day, Father. You're a good, good Father. Thank you, Father, for saving us. Thank you, Father, for being there at the very lowest part of our life. Thank you, Father, for everything financially that you have done for us. Thank you for watching over our children. Thank you for watching over our grandchildren. Thank you, Father, for being such a good, good Father. You are a good Father when we didn't deserve it. You were a good father watching over us when we were going in the opposite direction of you. When we were going down a path that was contrary to you, Lord, you were still a good, good father to us. Father, we just raise a hallelujah to you this morning. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins. And thank you for writing our name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Happy Father's Day. Let's all tell the Lord Happy Father's Day this morning. Amen, amen, and amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand this morning. Amen. Turn around and look at your neighbor and say, You look mighty fine this morning. Say amen this morning. Oh, praise the Lord. It's beautiful outside this morning, isn't it? And the presence of the Lord is sweet in here uh, today. Happy Father's Day to all the dads that are here uh, this morning. And if you're not a dad and uh, we just want to, um, and you are a man and not a dad, we still love you and happy day to you too. Amen. Let's give all the fathers a big hand today. Amen. Praise the Lord. We got a couple Father's Day gifts uh, cards to, this morning, and uh, we're going to uh, draw, and we're going to give those out this morning. You just say who they are. You know my readings, don't you? Roger Sprouse. Amen. Amen. You want to walk up in here again? I'd send one of the girls, brother. Amen. I know, yeah. I know, uh, I know uh, the older generation loves candy. Uh, so, Brother Roger, if I get long winded today, don't be eating on that candy bar. Okay, okay. Kevin Watts, is he here this morning? Amen. Chad, would you come up? Chad, would you come up? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give them a hand. Amen. 
How many of you glad that Kevin and Pam and all the kids are in church this morning? God has been so good. So good. Amen. Yes, sir. Sure you do. You've known me forever. Here you go. You got a big enough mouth? All right. Amen. Amen. Just give him a hand. Thank you, Kevin. Yes, we love you. We love them. Let's give them another hand. Amen. We don't know from one day to the next, do we? Uh, Kevin had a real bad motorcycle uh, accident, and uh, we did not think he was going to make it. And uh, God has just worked a miracle uh, in, his, uh, in his life. So we're so glad they're here this morning. Uh, it is Ed, I think, and Tracy's. wonder who told me this. Ed and Tracy's anniversary today, am I right? Not only that, but I think it's Ed's birthday. And it's Father's Day. And Ed is in church this morning. Let's give him a <laughs> Y'all stand. Y'all stand a minute. Praise the Lord. I want to pray over you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let, let's pray over him this morning. Father, we thank you. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for the little bird that told me that this morning. And Father, we are asking you, Lord, that you continually uh, bless their marriage. And Lord, we ask you to continually bless their family. And Lord, we're asking you that the latter end of their lives, God, be greater than the former. And God, that you will just bless them, God, as a marriage, that they will grow closer and closer. And God, you'll bless their family. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Let's give the Lord another hand this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. My daughter is off uh, today. She'll be gone for about a week and a half with Tina's sister and my brother-in-law. They're going to be traveling. She's gone, and Bethany's gone uh, today. And she told me, Uncle Kevin, I'm going to be with my boyfriend. So I said, well, I've got a tracker on your car, young lady. I know where you're at at all times, okay? Amen. We want to get into, uh, just for a few minutes, uh, we're still talking about Faith. How many of you have been enjoying this series on faith? Amen. I didn't know it was going to kind of turn into a summer uh, series, but it's been helping me, and I've been growing and studying and uh, just looking at the life of, uh, the life of uh, faith. I want to uh, talk just for a, a few minutes about what, what is real faith and what is, say with me, fake faith. 
if we don't really know what real faith is, then it's hard for us to walk in real faith. I just want to uh, suggest that you take notes this morning, uh, that you can later go back and, and look at them, and, and the Lord will, as you do use, maybe can use them for your Bible study. But how many of you know there's a lot of uh, fake products out there? Fake, uh, fake products. You know, uh, they used to have these Rolex watches that they look like they cost fifteen or sixteen, twenty thousand dollars, and you could buy them for four or five hundred dollars, right? Uh, what about all the other uh, fake products? Uh, I wrote down that you can even improve your body, ladies, with fake nails, fake hair, fake teeth, fake body parts. Fake tanning, and you can wear fake designer clothes, fake leather, fake fur, and you listen to the fake news to talk to your fake friends on social media, and then you have a fake identity, okay? Fake. There's over six or 7,000 promises in the Word of God. And if you and I want to uh, grab a hold of those, and obtain the promises of God, we only obtain them, say with me, by faith. You get them by uh, faith. See, fake faith, it has, no, it has no power. It has no power to save you. Fake faith has no power to answer prayer. And so we're going to jump into uh, a few verses in the book, of, uh, the book of James. It talks about having real faith versus fake faith. Now, when we read this passage of Scripture, you'll see there's a couple of different parts. As you study into the text, you see this, uh, you see this tone that James is using. And this tone is a tone of little, a little bit of uh, sarcasm in it, just a little bit as you study into the text. Not only is this text um, uh, a little, a little place that has sarcasm in it, but it, 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 it's kind of hard to understand the way it's actually put together. So what I want to do, I want to unfold that. And in this, in this text, it talks about fake faith and what real uh, faith is. But it really brings out the, the negative. And so what I want to do, and it's got like one or two positive. It talks about Abraham, and it talks about uh, Rahab, uh, the harlot, uh, towards the end. But I want to show you guys today, uh, it's a little on the negative side, but I want to show you what real faith is not. Because if we don't know what real faith is not, and we think it's something else, then we're not going to obtain the promises thinking in a bad belief system. Does that make sense? So I want to know what faith is not, and then we'll dig into what faith is. James chapter 2, in verse uh, 14 through 20, and it says, Dear brothers and sisters, so James is uh, addressing the church, what's the use of saying have faith if you don't prove it by your actions? That's, that's very important. What, what, uh, what kind of faith can save anyone? Suppose you say or see your brother and sister who needs food and they need clothing 
and you say to them, I wish you well. I feel for you. I hope you stay warm and eat well. But then you do nothing to meet their needs. What good does your sympathy do? It's worth nothing. In the same way, faith is nothing if it's not backed by actions. It doesn't work. It's dead. It's useless. Now, someone may argue, well, some people can have faith while other people do good deeds. But I say, I can't see your faith if I don't see good works in you. I don't see good works to show for it. In contrast, I'll show you my faith by my good deeds. Now you say, well, I believe there's a God. Here's a little bit of sarcasm James uses. Well, good for you. But even the demons believe that, and they are afraid. It's foolish not to realize that faith in God is useless if you don't have what God wants you or you don't do what God wants you to do. So James gives us four things in that passage of Scripture that faith is not. Okay, So the first one is, faith is more than just the words I say. Okay? Faith is more than just the words that I say. Because he said in James chapter 4, I mean 2 verse 4, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, what's the use of, here it is, saying you have faith if you don't prove it by your actions? How many of you have been with other Christians or know someone that they uh, talk a lot about Christianity? but they don't live out what they talk about. You see a lot of people that talk about faith, but they don't have real faith. They claim they have real faith, but there's nothing to prove that they have real faith. They know all the religious phrases. They know how to repeat themselves talking about faith. They know the words of faith. They know where you can um, look faith up in the Bible. But they have no actions with their faith. Studies have shown that in the United States that most people claim to be a Christian. The mass majority of Americans say, I'm a Christian. But they sure don't act like it. Can you say amen? You see that they're involved in this outburst of racism, tearing other people down, uh, having great disrespect. But they say, I am a born-again Christian. But there's no actions to back up what they say. How many of you have seen um, rock stars? country music stars, et cetera, et cetera, to stand up and say, thank God I'm a born-again Christian. But what they say doesn't back up what they say. They, how many of you have heard maybe one of them say, I thank the man upstairs. I'm wondering, are you talking about the producer? 
Because he's not the man upstairs. He's our Heavenly Father. Are you living what you say? Real faith is more than words. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Jesus says this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter heaven. Jesus says, not everyone that says, you know what? I'm a born-again Christian. He says, it's not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. He said that you just have phony faith. You have fake faith. It's no value. It's worthless. It's cheap. Just saying, James says, that you have faith doesn't mean that you really Say with me, have true faith. The second thing that he brings out is real faith is more than just an emotional feeling. Say that with me. Faith is more than just an emotional feeling. You can be inspired. You can be emotionally moved. You can have goosebumps. But not have real faith. James gives us this example. This is the second one. He says, suppose you see a brother or sister and they need food or clothing and you say to them, I wish you well. I feel for you. I hope you stay warm. I hope you eat well. But what they need is food and clothing. James is saying, telling them emotionally, I, I hope you do well. I hope things work out for you. James is saying, no, what are you doing about it with your action to take care of the situation? I can, I can talk all day that I think it's great that we go on the mission field. God bless those missionaries. I hope it goes well with y'all in Mexico to build the church. Praise the Lord. We, we, we put it up on screen and we show the men working. We stand up and we clap and we thank God for the successful trip. And everyone around us thinks that I'm in the game. But when I took up an offering to send the men for materials and transportation, you didn't, let me be country, you didn't give a cotton-picking dime. The video moved you. Wayne's talk moved you. But that's just an emotional feeling. That's not real faith of believing that things great are going to happen on a mission trip, as one example. Real faith says, I believe it, and then I put action to it, and it's just not an emotional feeling. Well, it's getting quiet in here. Real faith is saying, I, uh, I believe it, I hope God you do great things, and then I get in my pocketbook and I give a little finances to help it. Then I say, I really believe you're doing great things. 
Real faith is not an emotional feeling. The third thing James says is real faith is more than an idea or a debate. How many of you know that people like to debate you at times on the Bible? They like to debate, they like to debate about faith. They, they know everything that the Word says about faith. They know the theology behind faith, Pastor John. They know how to get in a long debate with you. But James says this in James chapter 2 and verse 18. He says, now someone may argue, isn't it possible that some people have good faith while other people do good deeds? James says, but I say no. No, i got to see your faith if you don't do anything, if you don't have real deeds to show me. In contrast, I'll show you my faith by doing the things I do. Real faith is not an intelligent game. It's not a mental challenge. It's not a theological study. It's not a doctrine debate. It's not a dogma to be defended. It's not an idea to be discussed. It's a truth to be talked about. In other words, for them, faith is not something that they do. Faith is something that they debate. They can talk all day and night about faith. But talking about faith, knowing about faith, studying about faith, debating you about faith doesn't get the promises of God. That is fake faith. How can you know everything there is to know in the Bible about faith and not have actions of faith? It's the actions that move the hand of God. You say, man, let's say it together. It's the action that moves the hand of God. People like this would rather debate faith than they would to step out in faith with action. James is, say, James is saying, I'm a show, show me man. Not debate, not talk. James says, I want you to show me your faith by your works. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things have passed away. The new has come. Everything has become new. Meaning, when you give your life to Christ, Listen, church, when you give your life to Christ, there is a change in you. I'm sitting across the desk from a gentleman, a businessman this week, and uh, he said, did you, you, know, you know how people like to get in discussion with you and talk about other people? And he said, it's, uh, it's this... Uh, pastor uh, 
And he said that I was talking to him the other day, and he said that I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this and this, and I can still go to heaven. And he said, preacher, he said, I was raised different than that. I was raised, and he said, I'm telling you, I'm not a Christian now, but I was raised different than that. He said, I went to church with my mama and my dad, and he said, that church taught different, that when you become a born-again Christian, your life, there was change in your life. And he was telling me what the other preacher had said, and I know the other preacher, but I didn't do any, say one word against him. But I looked across the desk, and I told this businessman, I said, you have two options. And he's still a friend of mine after I told him this. <laughs> I said, you have two options, sir. He said, there's a heaven. And there's a hell. I said, I'm not playing with you. And I said, if you live like that, there's a heaven and there's a hell, and you know where you're going. If you don't make it right. Well, Pastor, you were a little hard. Isn't that what James is saying here? So many people come through the church door all across America saying, I'm a Christian. give an invitation or you say check the box you're a Christian we say the sinner's prayer at the end and they walk out the door and there's no change James is saying that's not real faith in the Lord Jesus Christ because when you change your life changes okay that's weak when you give your life to Christ your things change in your life Week again, when you give your life to Christ, come on church, help me. Your life changes, doesn't it? Amen, there's a change in your life. That's what James is saying. Real faith always produces change. And then fourth, real faith is more than just a truth I believe. Here's the part where James is a little, has a little sarcasm. He says in James chapter 2, verse 19 and 20, he says, Now you say, well, I believe there's a God, and I say, good for you. But even demons believe that they're, and they're afraid. They tremble. And he says, it's foolish not to realize that faith in God is useless if you don't do anything. In other words, well, I believe in God, but big deal. The devil believes in God and trembles. Did you know that the devil's not an atheist? The devil's not an atheist. He believes in God. The Bible says he believes in God so much that he trembles. So 
the real faith is not just believing in God. You know, I believe in God, Pastor. I believe there's a God. How many of you believe there's a God? Good. So does the devil. But do you believe in him enough? There's a change in your life. James chapter 2 and verse 26, he says, Just as the body without a spirit doesn't breathe and is dead, so faith that doesn't do anything is just as dead. As I looked in the passages of Scripture here and the ones that I've read, I found one little word in here over and over. And the word was do. Which tells me faith. Without action is, say with me, fake. Let me give you one example. We won't have time to go in, but there were two people in the Bible. One, I can realize why James uh, picked uh, this one, and it was Abraham. But out of all the Old Testament, James picked someone else, and it was Rahab the harlot, the prostitute. It got... Remember they got the spies out of? But the first one was Abraham. And I don't have time to read the whole story. But it was the action was the reason that Abraham's name was put in the hall of fame of faith. Remember, remember, God spoke to Abraham, and he said, leave your country, leave your family, leave where you're living, and pack up and get out of there. And what does the Bible say that Abraham did? He went. That's what the Bible said. He immediately, Pastor Steve, he did what? He went. I'm going to close with this, okay? Faith is being obedient in doing what God tells you to do. It's to go. It's action. Faith, having faith mixed with action, listen to this. I got everybody's attention. Faith with action moves the hand of God. You want the promise? How many you want every promise in this word that God has promised you? Okay. Can your pastor tell you? You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be this some great woman or great man of faith, okay? I don't want you to walk out of here and say, you know what? I've got to be this great woman or I've got to be this great man of faith to get anything from God. That's not what the Word says. But if you want the promises of God, like we all do, it's faith mixed with doing and action. When God says to go, when God says to do, 
that you do, you go, and when that's mixed with faith, brothers and sisters, that moves the hand of God on the promises of God. Oh, isn't that good? You say, well, Pastor, I don't, I don't understand it. How many of you, like me, don't understand a half of what God tells you to do? How many of you, like me, that you do not understand half of why God tells you to do things? But he says, like Abraham, just go, Abraham. You don't find where Abraham is saying, why go? What's the reason, God, that I should go? God, I'm going to give you a lot of reasons I shouldn't go. God just tells Abraham to pack up and leave his country. And the Bible says that Abraham went. He just got up and did what God told him to do. And if you will just do what God has told you and I to do by faith, Faith in action, James says, moves the hand of God. How many of you want the hand of God moved in your life? I mean, I do. No, no matter what it is, if it's for my daughter, for my, my family, my wife, the church, for you, I want God's the best for you. I want the best for this congregation. And for you to have the best in the promises of God, you've got to mix action with your faith. Amen? And it moves the hand of God in your life. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's stand. Amen. I wrote down that faith and works are yoked together as partners. You like that? Faith and faith and uh, Works are, are yoked together as partners together into the promises of uh, promises of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you feel good this morning? Amen. How many of you believe that God has great things planned for your life? Come on. Come on. I just think God is about to do something great. I've been feeling over the last couple weeks, you know, I don't know what God has planned for our lives, but I think it's great. I want you just to just start, I want us to start the process of just inviting, 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 not for Kevin, not for Tina, not for somebody, the elders, or no, because we feel like the presence of God is meeting us on Sunday morning. How many of you believe that? Amen. Amen. And how many God is doing work, in, God's going to work in your life? And how many of you believe that God wants the best for your life? He wants the best for your life. He is your heavenly father. Now, I've talked about my dad before. My dad would wear my, my, wear my hiney out. But I want to tell you what, the next morning, he might wear my backside out on Friday evening. But Saturday morning, we would load up, and load the old John boat up, and he would throw me in that boat, and we'd go fishing. You know what? But I want to tell you, the night before, he wore my tail out because I did something he told me not to do. Isn't that like the Heavenly Father? He corrects us, doesn't he? All right. How many of you, are, I, I tell people sometimes, 
to God, I'm one of the problem child. Okay, I'm one of the problem child. I'm the one he has trouble with, okay? And that's the truth. But you know, he loves me over here too. Amen? Your Heavenly Father, we all make mistakes, don't we? <laughs> Some of you, really? Yeah, we all make mistakes, every one of us. Okay, we all do. But our Heavenly Father loves us. And he's got something great planned for your life. And as Sister Tina says, let's say it together, the best is yet to come. But as my sister says, you got to work at what God wants to do in your life. you got to have a part in that. Amen? It's faith and works. The best is yet to come, but you got to put some action with it. And God's going to do great things in our life. Amen? Amen. Let's hold our hands out like this this morning. Father. Lord, I, I want to thank I want to thank you that I, Lord, have the privilege of looking back and just I love the people of this church. Thank you for them. But as you being, I'm just a pastor. And Lord, you're their heavenly father. I just try to give them what you tell me to give them. But God, you're ultimately their heavenly father. And Lord, this morning. I lay all of your children in your hands right now. And God, I'm asking you to protect them, and I'm asking you to watch over them. And I want to tell them, God, that the best is yet to come for them. That, God, you've got the sky is the limit, God. I want to see them fly like eagles, God. And you do great things in their life. That they ride off of this parking lot saying, you know what, God? You're going to do great things in my life. And you've forgiven me of my sins. My sins have been washed in the blood. My name's written in the Lamb's book of life. And God, you're going to do those things in my life like never before. And I'm going to take my faith and I'm going to mix it with my works. And I'm going to see the promises of God fulfilled in my life. I love you. And let's sing this together with the band. Open her eyes. Death is defeated. our hands church before we leave and let's just worship just a minute and then we're gonna then we're then we're gonna leave let's just throw our hands let's just worship our heavenly father before we leave today oh, tell your heavenly father how much you love him this morning oh just tell your heavenly father how much you love him this morning father we love you this morning Thank you for being my Heavenly Father. Thank you for taking care of me. Oh, hallelujah.
Lord's face shine upon you today in Jesus' name. 